Welcome to Episode 2, Pages of Fandom. This is William Bush, Reploid Bill, and my co-host today... Seth Levelsario. Shane McCree, Proto Guy. Alright guys, how's it going? As usual, we will start this episode, or I say as usual, but truth be told, this is only the second one we've done of these. <laughs> Regardless... Well. The second one you guys have done via Skype, uh, not going to lie. <laughs> Been doing this for many a moon. Well, I mean this show, to be fair. Regardless, Very true. Regardless, today, just like every other day, we're going to start with our current issue. So, Shane, you got a current issue? Uh... No, no. Wow. <laughs> oh, shit. Seth, what you got? Uh, the closest, well, the two closest things I have to a current issue would be before we started uh, actually recording this, I ran downstairs and grabbed up my Kingdom Come comic so Shane actually can read that. But uh, after that, the other closest thing would be playing Persona, but uh, that doesn't really count other than the fact that it kind of feels like an anime at times. Well, they did turn it into an anime. Yeah. You could actually oh, yeah, watch, that's true. You could watch Persona 4, and it is a brilliant anime. What are you playing it on? Uh, I downloaded digitally Persona Q for uh, my 3DS. Okay. So, yeah, I just made it into uh, the second labyrinth, which is the uh, dating room. I just made it through the locked door where you have to answer the questions. And as soon as I got in, the dudes are like, stone your team. Team is defeated. I was like, oh, I need to go grind. <laughs> yeah, screw this. I'm, I'm done for a while now. That sounds <laughs> awfully familiar, Shane. <laughs> yep. Running around coming off of some snowy mountains get a stone team yep yes it does and it's a terrible thing was the only death of the game <laughs> dude, dude I about fucking threw the PSP it's funny cause me and him <laughs> both did that at the exact same place we were playing uh, Star Ocean the remake on the PSP both of us got out of the snowy mountains, walked out into the plains. Here comes the first fight. These uh, random enemies do petrify on your entire group. Game over. Oh. Yep. Yeah, luckily for me, it's not like they do petrify on the entire group. It's like a group of like five rock monsters. And one dude will cast petrify and like the rest of the team will either attack or they'll, like, change their type, quote-unquote. So it's like, okay, well, I've already fought guys like this. I know they're weak against lightning. All right, everybody start doing lightning. No, these motherfuckers hit so hard that uh, literally two hits, one dude was dead. Another two hits, and the other guy was dead. One guy was uh, turned to stone. I cured him up just in time for him to die. I was left with uh, my two people in the back row, and then, like, the one chick died. 
and the other dude was going strong and I was like, try to run. And it was like cast down, petrified, team defeated. Would you like to save map data? God damn it. All right, fine. Then it comes up with that weird life is but a play, but nobody knows that you're in it. Game over. Back to the title screen. Like, so you said you went downstairs and this. got your comics. Now I yep. saw the picture that you posted. Now, um, you gonna read Kingdom Come before you loan it to him? Eh, I'm not gonna read it. I'm just gonna. Well, okay. Come filming day this weekend when uh, we all get together. Since uh, sadly the timetable usually is Shane is the last person to show. Unfortunately. I know I'll have a little bit of time because usually I get their balls early in the morning. So I'll just kind of thumb through it and kind of refresh myself with it. Like the book itself is not that long. Like I remember when I bought it, I think it only took me like an hour to read it, maybe an hour and a half because I think I went and stopped and took a piss break and got something to drink type of thing but like yeah it, it's not a very big book like in the picture i sent you guys it's literally every single one of my books and uh let me see let me pull up the picture there's the ash versus no 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 it's uh marvel zombies versus versus ash there's a spawn new blood or new collection or something like that. I can't remember six of the big volumes of spawn, which those take forever. Uh, the Arkham Asylum book. There's another Batman book, but I can't make it out. And then there's a Marvel book. And I think that's the Marvel zombies, like just the regular zombie book. And then, of course, a bunch of random BS in there, like uh, how to code an HTML page and uh, the Hardcore Diaries by Mick Foley and a uh, Avengers calendar, which is about to be considered obsolete here in a, a month. It's a good thing you made use of it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, well, I actually do... I always have a current issue. I'm always either reading a comic or something. Um, I am just now, I just started today, because I'm I'm almost done with Gundam Origin. I've almost read every single one of the books all the way through. And um, Not all of them, because the last one's not out yet. Yeah, I realize that. But for what <laughs> I have... He means the one he has, smartass. Because yeah, I, have, I have nine of them. But I've read, I've read pretty much all I can until the next time I can buy an issue. So I restarted, and I'm going to read the whole thing all over again from start all the way to finish. I picked up issue 1 through 7 of the JLA 1997. In 1997, they relaunched the Justice League America books. However... This was just simply titled JLA, and it, it they had probably one of the toughest runs ahead of them because the comic book industry, and I don't mean the state of the actual business, I mean the state of the DC Universe, was in shambles. This is a Justice League that really catches my attention because, one, 
Superman had already died and come back to life. And he didn't quite know what his limits were. So he was he was still learning where his limits were. He was stronger in some ways, and then he seemed to feel weaker in some ways. And the problem with Superman is if he is so powerful that he can accidentally cause catastrophe. So he has to be careful and know what his limits are. Next, they have a Green Lantern. Now, the Green Lantern is Kyle Rayner. And what a lot of people don't, like, really put into thought here is that at the time, Kyle Rayner is not only the strongest Green Lantern in existence, he was the only Green Lantern in existence. That's it. Just him. He's the only one. Right before this had taken place, they had the Parallax book, where Hal Jordan had literally wiped out one Green Lantern after another, causing a giant problem in the DC Universe where he pretty much wiped out the Green Lantern Corps. So there's only one guy, Kyle Rayner. That's right. Wasn't, wasn't that because he realized that everybody was tapping into the power so he was trying to make himself more ridiculous by killing off everybody else tapping into it. Yeah, it works an awful lot like how you would describe, okay, uh, the one with Jet Li, mm-hmm. it works that way. Yep, you kill all versions of yourself so that way then you're the only one left remaining to take the power. Only in the one it didn't quite work out for... Uh, which law was it? Was it Lawless? That was no, no, no. Lawless was the one that was killed at the beginning. I don't know. I can't remember. It's been a while. But yeah, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, okay. So I've gone through two of the members. Now the third member is the Flash. Now this is another problem because this is Wally West, and Barry is now dead, and Wally West is wearing the red and yellow for the first time and he's not very confident he's kind of he's kind of worried that he's not ready to be the flash but there's no choice now they have to have a flash and he's the only one that's really up to the task there is one plus wally at the time is the fastest flash there had ever been so he's super fast. Like, the other ones didn't even come close to how quick he was. So they have that. They have Wonder Woman, but she seems a little standoffish. Like, she's not 100% behind the idea that the Justice League is going to work out this time. Because there's a lot of untrained members and untested warriors. Then you have John Jones where John Jones is pretty much the heart of the Justice League. Very few, if not any, incarnations of the Justice League work without the Martian Manhunter. He is the central equivalent to that team. So he's a good thing to have there, but he's got his own problem from the very start of the book because the... um, there's a hidden race of Martians on his planet 
which are the White Martians, and they show up very early in the launch of this new Justice League. And it's a problem because it kind of makes the other guys question, well, we, we should have known about this. And then the other guy they have, I showed Shane the issue today, I'm like, the other person they have that they're trying to rely on is Aquaman. And Aquaman is a... He's a dick. He's a fucking prick. Yeah. I showed it to Shane. Shane got to read it, and then right after, he only read like one panel, like one page, and he was like, dude, Aquaman is a prick. Uh-huh. I'd punch him in the fucking face. Yeah, yeah, he he was, he was pretty quick to be like, I see what you mean. So that is uh, that is what I am on for my current issue. I'm I'm trying to go back through the JLA. So we've done our current issue. So we're gonna move to the actual focus of our episode, which is, excuse me, I had to like hiccup. It's like a hiccup, weird burp thing. I, did, I had to do it, okay? Yes, but, whatever. So we are going to move to our actual topic for tonight, and our topic is pretty good. Now, we talked comic books in the last episode, and as I said, I'm going to be rotating these episodes so that we talk about something different each time, but still stay primarily to the focus of what we're talking about. So, today, we are going to be talking about superhero cartoons so i want to talk about what were some of your all-time favorites and just that that's basically what we're going to be going over today is is the the, the ones that really stood out see now that's a difficult subject too because like the old school justice league cartoon stands out but that's just from a standpoint of how terrible it is. Oh no! What? Oh, are you kidding? Really? Like, like the writing. No, 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 no. Like, or excuse me, the Super Friends. My bad. Oh, okay. I was, I was gonna say, That's... man, Justice League is fucking brilliant. Oh yeah, yeah. I was about to say, yeah, no, that that's actually some good shit. But yes, like. Oh my god, like Justice Friends is uh, some weak soft shit. <laughs> it's amazing. Like, the writing is like the worst thing I've I think the only thing I've ever seen that was worse than that was like the 70s Spider-Man cartoon. Uh no, you you're thinking you're thinking further back. You're thinking 60s uh uh, all ra- around, I think it was about the exact same time as the Batman show, there was a cartoon for Spider-Man, and it was awful. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's an understatement. The one where it's him and uh, the Human Torch, and I want to say Starfire, but it wasn't like Starfire. It was like some weird chick that could like summon fires and shit, but regardless like was it firestar uh, was that firestar it might have been firestar yes yes and like i said like that is some weak sauce garbage that was spider-man and his super friends baby yeah you know what's really crazy you know what's really awesome there's an episode i think you could find it on youtube and you owe it to yourself to see it 
just because of how crazy bad it is. Or, or I don't know, you might even – it used to be on Netflix too, but I'm not going to make a promise there. Um, Spider-Man and his super friends actually have an episode where they go with Iceman back to the Xavier Institute for like an episode or two. And <laughs> when they get there, uh, Professor Charles Xavier is wheeling around. He's introduced them all. He's like, this is Storm, and, and this is Cyclops. He's the leader of the X-Men. And uh, all of a sudden he says, and over here is Wolverine. And dude, this is not a joke. Like... The guy, uh, the guy in front of him, I think it's Colossus, like walks to the side and you see Wolverine, he's sitting at the table and <laughs> he's Australian in that episode. <laughs> Holy crap. They were foreshadowing. You showed, you showed that to us at work. And yeah, that, that, that episode is, uh, both funny and horrible. Yeah. And there's even a part during that episode where they didn't, you could tell, like they had no idea what Wolverine was or what he was going to become because like in that episode, there's a part where he gets mad at one of them. I can't remember who. And the guy like walks away and Wolverine tries to like get him with the claws and he sticks his hand into the wall because he misses and punches the wall with the claws. <laughs> He gets stuck in the wall. <laughs> and he's actually like, hey, mate, what do y'all want to come over here and help me get out of the wall? <laughs> wow. Dude, it's absolutely amazing. One of the greatest episodes <laughs> you'll ever watch, ever. Oh, man. No, no, no. Technically, when uh, Spider-Man shows up, at the uh, Xavier Institute in the 90s Spider-Man was some good shit. That is awesome. The 90s Spider-Man cartoon is still, and it's not just because I grew up with it. It just, it feels so awesome. Like, that was one of the <laughs> first cartoons ever that I remember that had massive continuity. Like, every yep. single episode affected the next episode and moved forward in a giant story. But it was all told in arcs, so there would be, like, the Venom arc, where it was like yep. the next six episodes would focus around the black suit, lead into Venom, and then solve that story, and then it would skip, like, a month or two and take you into a new era of his life. Yep. Like, that's that's one of the first times that I ended up, like, <clears throat> excuse me, that's one of, like, the first times I ended up figuring out that there were, like, other people because like like i said you know that was like the start of my actual understanding of like the marvel universe was like the x-men cartoon and then like the spider-man cartoon and then in the middle of the spider-man cartoon where they're going through like all these different villains and stuff then all of a sudden oh well here's blade yeah he's gonna show up and kill morbius uh oh, oh here's the punisher uh-huh Blade like, makes an appearance, Punisher so. makes an appearance, uh, War Machine made an appearance, Iron Man made an appearance, the Fantastic Daredevil Four an made appearance. an appearance, Daredevil mm -hmm. made an appearance, um, Captain America made an appearance, the X-Men make an appearance. Like, he was all over the place, man. They had one hero, 
after another, after another, after another jumping into that show. Oh, yeah. Which, like I said, that's kind of how they're running, like, the ultimate Spider-Man off Disney XD. Like, I, I know I sent you the link to try to watch some of the, uh, um, what is it, when he goes to the different universes and meets the different Spider-Men, like the, the actual web warriors and stuff, like right. Spider-Ham and that. And that's literally how they're running it. Like, Spider-Man is, like, the first episode of Spider-Man on his own. Fury shows up. He, like talks him into joining shield where he's not going to be like an avenger he's like spider-man's going to be the lead of a new team which he has to start picking people they end up giving him nova luke cage well technically power man uh they give him iron fist and then uh tiger or no uh, yeah white tiger then as time progresses like they just start throwing more and more people in it like like i said the different spider-men show up uh, he has one where he hangs out with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Actually, he has a few where he hangs out with them. He meets, you know, different Avengers throughout the course of the show. Uh, like, Smash shows up, like the actual agents of Smash. So, like, Hulk, Red Hulk, Scar. The, there's a blue guy, I can't think of his name. And then, like, a Hulk dog. Like, just all sorts of people from the universe just start showing up. Like, Spider-Man is literally, like... Here's the entire universe, the entire Ultimates universe. If you can think of them, they're showing up. They even had a Halloween episode where Blade and the Agents of Howl show up. Not a joke. The Mummy shows up. They have to fight Dracula. Um, Swamp Thing shows up. Wolfman shows up, which is funny because then uh, because Spidey's already met both uh, Sabretooth and Wolverine and dealt with both of them. He actually makes a joke uh, about how, uh, what is it, Wolfman and Wolverine should be a part of their own team, and they actually state that they've hung out before, both Wolfman and uh, Wolvie. Like, it, it just, it gets nuts. Like, they, there's almost no describing it. Like, that's one of the few that's going on now that, even though everybody's iffy, I would still recommend it, at least to see, like, more of the universe. In terms of Spider-Man, there has been the night... There's been the 60s show, of course. Mm -hmm. Oh, that holy crap, was that awful. There's Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. and Super Friends, which, I'm going to be honest with you, I almost feel like that was more of a product of its time. I'd, I don't think it's necessarily bad. I think that if I'd have been a kid... At that time, I would have watched it. I, I don't think it's actually a bad show. I think it's bad by the standards that we're used to. Yeah, because that's that was the one I was thinking of was uh, Spider-Man and his super friends because that was him and Iceman and then the fire chick. And uh, the only good thing about that show was, uh, and I'm pretty sure it was the '70s because a lot of the time when you see him outside of the suit, like any of them, He's they're all usually wearing like yeah, bell bottoms and stuff. But like I yeah. said, the only good thing about it was Stan Lee himself actually narrated almost all the episodes. Yes. Um, we have the 90s the 90s cartoon, which I feel is easily one of the strongest ever made for his entire mm -hmm. legacy. Right after that, we have the MTV Spider-Man. 
Yes. Which I still haven't seen any of that, which kind of sucks from the way you guys are always talking about how awesome it is. Or, well, was. It is. It's actually, uh, it surprised me on how well, uh, how how, uh, good it was. I like the uh, the art style was uh, very, very unique. Are you more taken by the voice actors and the art style? Because believe it or not, I had that show for a while and it only went one season. Yeah. Uh, and I can promise you there's a reason it only went one season. Yeah. Believe it or not, it takes place in the movie universe and it's somewhere in between the first and second movie because like Parker and Mary Jane and Harry are all in college and like it's it's really it's it's kind of tough to explain it really is it's like for one season and there's a couple good stories but for the most part it was just selling this whole computer graphics looking thing looked like you were watching a way more advanced episode of Reboot. <laughs> Reboot was a good show, too. And it had it had a pretty damn good voice cast, but there really is a reason it, it went down. Like, it started to fail pretty quick because it was digging into a lot of, like, obscure characters that were not holding your interest because, sadly, they put themselves in the movie universe... And it, it took away a lot of the super villains. Like, the, the lizard shows up, but it was a real weak episode. And Electro does show up. And he was probably one of the better episodes, actually. And then off of that, there was like a ninja woman that kept showing up. And I think Silver Sable appeared a couple times. And then he uh, he had some problems with some shield officers and <laughs> and that was it. Like that was that was the whole series. It went one season and it was canceled. It wasn't a terrible. It wasn't terrible. It was it was an interesting experiment, I think. But I think they just picked the wrong universe to focus on because the movie universe. It's not very expansive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially when they're, you know, actually trying to make Peter Parker look like a joke. So that way then when Spider-Man shows up, it actually looks epic. And then they went, then they went from that, they went into the uh, spectacular Spider-Man. And say what you will about that, that's, that's actually really really well done i i bought the blu-ray full collection of that and i've watched it through twice now what was it again spectacular spider-man okay the artwork yeah, i was about is, to say that one i don't remember the artwork is kind of goofy it it took me two or three episodes to really catch on to it well, isn't that the same thing? Isn't that the same thing as that one Batman series that you said was good? As long as you can get past the art style. Oh uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go through those here soon. Um, 
the with that Spider-Man series, it, it it takes it back to the basics in the '90s. It's it's very very continuity driven. Every single episode leads into the next episode and means something in the long run. Okay. And uh, it also does a little bit better of a job of introducing the characters in a proper order, too. Like, like one of the first actual villains he does deal with is the Vulture. Nice. And the Vulture creates a situation which will slowly lead to the Green Goblin stuff happening. So that mm-hmm. was good. And then the ultimate Spider-Man started, and I, I didn't have necessarily a problem with it, but in the grand scheme of what came before it, Spectacular, I think Spectacular was easily superior to it. All right. And I think that's been the problem with me getting into Ultimate, is when I watch it, like, it, it's a lot more comedy-driven. Yeah. And that, I guess that's okay, but if I want to see a funny superhero show, I lean more towards the Teen Titans. And not the Teen Titan Go. That's actually what I was about to say, is you got to kind of specify with that one, because there's Teen Titans and there's Go, and Go literally is more, like, comedy-driven. And because of that, it's weak sauce. I like the Teen Titans, not Go. Yeah. They could go the same where the same friggin' place that the Go went. <laughs> you you mean hacked? I but, suppose suppose it's my turn now. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I could keep super, going if you don't want to talk, Shane. <laughs> a, super, a superhero uh, a superhero cartoon, huh? Yeah, name a show. All right, Captain Planet. Are you are you fucking with me here? Really? Uh, is, he a, is he a superhero? If you want to get technical, yes. Yeah. I, I think he possesses superpowers. He uh he he's the only superhero I know of that has groupies in his TV show. Yeah. He has to. That's the only way they, he, he can come. He must be summoned. Yeah, yeah, as that's the only way he can come. I was about to say, as a matter of a technicality, Captain Planet is Superman, only more eco-friendly. No, he's he has one major problem. His weakness is His pollution. pollution. Yeah. So literally, this this is real. If he was to fly up on you, and you threw trash at him. <laughs> Just yeah. grab the nearest garbage can and fling it everywhere. Okay. Maybe I'm just messing with you on that whole Captain Planet thing. I just wanted to see your react. Not, not see it, but hear your reaction. But you know, uh, uh, I would actually be interested to see a couple of episodes just for one purpose. I'm curious, how broken was he? He, to be fair, other than correctly, like, pretty goddamn. Yeah, he is actually kind of broke, and yes, you have to get over the fact that he has a really lame weakness. But uh, he, yeah, as far if I can, if I remember, there were certain episodes that when they summoned him, 
he 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 finished the task in mere seconds. Yeah, it it never took him long. Now, granted, at the same time, he's a super being who can control all of the elements, and I mean all of the elements. He has a freeze breath like Superman. He can fly like Superman. He can control the wind. He can control the earth. He can, like, if I remember correctly, I think he can summon lightning. I'm probably wrong on that one. I know he can do something with fire. I just can't remember. And I he know has, that he's literally powered by the sun. So long as he is within the sunlight, if he gets hurt, it's like it never fucking happened. Think about Superman. If he had blue skin, needed five teenagers to bring him to Earth, <laughs> and garbage hurts you. That's such a hardcore, lame-ass fucking weakness. It is, and but he is like... I don't know, I've seen worse weaknesses. But, for all yeah. intents and purposes, he is a really lame Superman. I guess if yeah. you want to get super technical, the fact that I can hold Martian Manhunter at bay with a matchstick is kind of shitty too, but... Yeah, that's kind of what I was about to say. If I had my Zippo and enough lighter fluid, I could keep uh, Martian Manhunter Bay just by... Fire, you stay back. For superhero cartoons, uh, for to, to be real now, I would probably... The Spider-Man series from the 90s. That was probably your all-time favorite? Uh, all time. That's a tough one. All I know time. It's a tough one. Yeah, I know. Like I said, I didn't even pick one. I just brought up a Spider-Man. Okay. Like for most epic openings. Okay, well, how about this? I just listed all the Spider-Man series. Which one do you think was the best? Oh, the nineties. Okay, where are you at, Seth? Ooh, again, that's a tough call because, like I said. I love the 90s. Like, not only does it have the nostalgia factor for, you know, being one of the ones that I grew up on, but, like, just the way that they actually blended the CG and the animation, which at the time was, like, damn near unheard of. Like, when he, the, when he swings the around lines. the city. Yeah. Like, but at the same time, like I said, you know, the fact that with Ultimate running, like, even though, yes, it does get jokey, like, they almost turned Spider-Man into, like, Deadpool will literally, like, he'll pause the frame around him like he's in Saved by the Bell and he's about to give a speech. Like, the yeah. entire universe will stop and he'll just start talking to the fans, like, legit breaking the fourth wall. And it's funny. It's funny. I, yeah. I'll give it to it, but I, I don't... I can't... For me, it's a toss-up between the 90s and spectacular and the reason spectacular loses is it didn't go long enough like not well, a lot of people got on board and that's what killed it i think that well actually okay that's not true here's what happened they got to the part where they started threatening gwen stacy's life because he put down eddie brock and and when Eddie Brock made his reappearance, he threatened to kill Gwen Stacy, and he came awful close to doing it. And Parker barely got her back. And then they uh they got together, so they start dating. And it at that point, Sony was doing everything right. 
They were moving towards the Green Goblin being the biggest possible villain, and you'd already dealt with the Goblin a couple times. You'd already dealt with all these other situations. Gwen is now with Parker. It's about time to end her legacy, drop her out of the show. And Mary Jane had already been introduced, and she was slowly kind of growing on Peter. Well, Disney got worried that the show was kind of moving into what could become dark territory. So yep. they shot it down. So when it comes down to it, that series got ended because it was doing something right. No, that series got ended because of Disney whitewashing again. Right. Cause it was doing something <laughs> right. Yeah. But the 90s series, it did deal with some crazy stuff. Like, you want the truth of it, when Mary Jane disappears, she, she never, never came back. Yeah, she never came yeah. back. That's that's, that's some pretty dark shit. That, yeah, because Mary, I, I remember, because you find out that Parker married the water clone. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of um, Mary Jane, because the actual Mary Jane, didn't she, like, fall into some kind of, like, Dimension. It was like a yeah, it was like a warp in like time and space, like some dimensional rift opened up. Yeah. And like she fell through it. Yes. Kind of like how uh uh I think the same thing happened to Goblin after uh cuz it was Green Goblin at the time which was Harry and he ended up falling through and then like came back and said that his memory was wiped no. but then his No, 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 no. No, am uh, I doing that wrong? Uh, the dad, Norman, fell through the portal and disappeared. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it drove Harry insane to lose his father, and he started seeing the Green Goblin in mirrors. And it's, it's, right. debated, it's debated in the series whether or not there's one of two things that were going on. Either Harry snapped, or there actually was a psychic rapport between... Harry Osborn and, and Norman and Norman Osborn yep. and that he might have actually been getting messages from Norman that eventually drove him crazy. Yeah, that's right. Cause that was, uh, around the time that that other dude finally stepped up and found everything and was, uh, being the hobgoblin. Yeah. No, yeah, no, that's the right. hob nope. The hobgoblin in that series is created by, uh, Norman Osborn. Is he? Yeah. Because he shows up, and Norman, like, gives him all the weapons and everything, and then he takes those weapons and he goes to try to kill the Kingpin. And the oh, Kingpin yeah, that's right. gives him better weapons, so he takes those weapons to go back to try to kill Norman. And yep. that is uh, that is Mark Hamill playing yep. the Hobgoblin. Yep. Yep, that's right. That's right, because uh, the Spider-Man in the 90s show was dealing with all sorts of crazy crap. Like, uh, wasn't it uh, J.J. was actually the one that created the Scorpion because he wanted to kill Spider-Man, so he got that dude the suit, yes. and then, like, it just wouldn't come off? No, it, it, they, uh, they purposely ruined that guy's life. They put him in the suit, and then they used the Neogenic Recombinator to splice his DNA with that of a scorpion. 
So it gave yep. him all this power and everything, but then he figured out that he couldn't take the suit off. It was actually grafted to him. He actually was that monster. Yep, that's right. That's yeah, right, because Kingpin was running around with like that spider tank thing where it was like the spider three slayers. different spiders. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's right. One was a scorpion. See, now it's coming back. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was, and, and that's, you're talking early. The Spider Slayers are actually season one. Oh, yeah, I know. Season five, which is the end, that's when things get crazy because that's the Secret War and the Spider-Verse. Season yep. four deals with the Captain America stuff. Uh, season one, is it's pretty early, and you wouldn't think it would be this early, but season one goes right into Venom. I think yep. season three is Carnage. Yeah, and yeah, it is. Two, season two, I think, is the X-Men and Blade and Morbius and stuff like that. Yeah, that's when they started throwing in all the different heroes. Because, yeah, Blade shows up, Punisher shows up, Craven the Hunter shows up. Um, uh, Punisher shows up because Parker turned into the monster. He yep. was the man spider. Yeah, which is why he then goes to the X-Men, because he realizes that he's an actual mutant. And he's trying to figure out a way to get rid of it, so he's talking to Beast, because, like, if I remember correctly, Beast found a way to actually beat it, or maybe it was one of his scientist buddies, I can't remember, no. because that's when the... Beast wanted to, uh, okay, Beast knew a person at a university that might be able to help Parker, and it turned yeah. out to be a load of shit. What, what ends up happening with that whole thing is that Parker turns into that monster. And remember how I said the continuity is hardcore? Way yeah. back in season one, he fought Craven the Hunter. And rather than just punch Craven in the face and fucking, I'm a superhero, I wear tights, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm right, you're wrong, he helped Craven and reunited Craven with his woman. And yep. in the same process, cured Craven of the animal DNA. So Craven got to be a normal man again. Well, because of that, when he heard rumor that there was a spider creature in New York, he took the serum again so that he could become the hunter and went to New York to help Spider-Man. Yep. So it was actually Craven and his wife that cured Spider-Man. Yeah, that's right. Because I'm I'm trying to think. Because I know, uh, if I remember correctly, Beast ends up taking him to go see this other chick at first, nope, or it was another dude or something. Nope. All they did was meet at an alleyway, and then Beast got captured by this doctor who used to work with Beast, who was all fucking angry and shit that he wanted to get rid of all mutants, and fell into the thing and became a mutant himself. Yeah, because later, yeah. for the rest of the series, he looks like Two-Face. Yeah. <laughs> what were you about to say, though, Shane? I was going to say that Craven's a nice guy to help Spider-Man out. Yes, I guess that's true. Yeah, because technically that is one of those weird things, if I remember correctly, like, Craven purposely is always going out of his way to just get his hands on anybody he can. Well, no, he was interested in hunting Spider-Man. 
but the only reason he wanted to hunt Spider-Man was because of the animal that he had. He had literally become an animal man. Yeah, no, I remember that. But I mean, like, if if I'm thinking correctly in, like, the comic books, like, Craven never really is a good guy. Like, like I said, he's purposely going out of his way to get like big prey. Like, if I um, remember correctly, I think Craven, he tries going after Wolverine at one point. Craven gets remarkably complicated because Craven is actually the older brother of the Chameleon. Oh and, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Hmm. So later on, there's a point where Craven actually gets killed, and the chameleon it causes this giant storyline where like Peter's parents come back, and you figure out that they were never actually dead, but they are actually dead, and that the chameleon is fucking up Peter's life on purpose because of Craven, and it's, yeah, it's, it's a big fucking thing. So I I uh, I I'm going to say easily it's the 90s but only because spectacular was cut short. Yeah. So we got a 90s, a 90s and where did you fall? Like I said, I'm still up in the air. Like like I said, 90s is awesome, so is ultimate. Yeesh. I don't know. I'm still going to have to go with Ultimate, or not Ultimate, uh, 90s, though. Because, like I said, even though Ultimate is good, they are taking a, like, crap ton of liberties. Like I said, the fact, you know, they have Spider-Man making his own team with S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything that's cool and all, but it's not so much, like, the normal storyline. Now, don't get me wrong. I know they're going into the Ultimate storyline, and I haven't really read any of it or paid much attention to it other than the fact that if i remember correctly wasn't it like issue 60 they killed him and then that's when they let uh miles take over wait something like that no ultimate spider-man easily made it to like a hundred something issues i think i think he made it like 111 issues or something maybe a little more and uh he dies he dies during a six-part series i believe it's called like Spider-Man No More or something like that. Yeah. And then there's uh there's World Without Spider-Man that happens after that and Miles appears at the very end of that last book. Yeah, which like I said I haven't read any of it is the only thing, so that's where my knowledge kind of drops out. But like I said, I know that's not what was going on. You know what I mean? Like it's still Peter in, in the Ultimates cartoon. It's still Peter. He's running around. He's working with S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, he's getting trained by Captain America and different Avengers. He's, you know, he he got the uh, Scarlet Spider suit. The Scarlet Spider suit was stolen by a, a kid in his school who's an A student and is like Peter's rival because they're constantly competing to see who's the smarter kid. Then the that kid ends up getting the Spider-Man suit. Venom shows up. Then somehow Venom ends up becoming a good guy. Like Eddie Brock can actually like control Venom now. Like they, the like they take so many different liberties and like start changing so much stuff that it's like I know none of this is actually in the books. Yeah, but it's still awesome to see it. 
it's outrageous how much of a liberty they're taking. But to be fair, it has to be a different universe because Spider-Man is being trained by S.H.I.E.L.D. And yeah. that never, ever happened. So yeah, from, the first, from the first episode, they were already taking liberty. So nothing is the same. Now, yeah. jumping off of Spider-Man, we, um, Batman. Batman had the 90s series that we grew up with. Yep. Now, there was a series before that, and it was, uh, um, the same guy that played Shaggy played Robin. Oh, really? I know what you're talking about. It's, uh, uh, the, fuck. Casey Kasem. Yes, it's Casey Kasem. He was, he yeah. was Robin. And, uh, I think, I think Adam West, was Adam West, did he voice Batman in that cartoon? I have no idea, and I would check, but anytime I start doing way too many things on my phone, it crashes, uh, I Skype. Can't, I can't remember, but that, that was, <laughs> there was, a look, none of us are going to pick that as the best one, so <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. There's, there's the Well, nice. I don't know, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, if, if we were to go, like, even further into, like, the no. Scooby-Doo meets no. Batman, those episodes no. are good, but Trust yeah. me, no. <laughs> Just never, never, because Batman... Like, you have the 90s series, you have The Batman. Yeah. Then you have Beware the Bat, you have Batman Beyond. Brave. Yeah. And then you have Brave and the Bold. And then there's actually another one I think we missed. There's, uh... Shit, what was it? They were running they were running one there for a while. I think it was called like Beware the Batman. No, or something. I, I said Beware the Batman. Oh, did you? Um, oh, okay. That one is that one's actually pretty damn good. Uh, yeah. It's a CG and mm -hmm. it focuses it focuses on the first year of Batman. So he's not yep. dealing with like the Joker and things like that. Uh one of his biggest enemies is one of his biggest enemies is um, anarchy. However, yeah. however, right when they ended the series, when the series got cut, that Beware the Batman was going away, that was when it was getting really good. I don't know what it is about series getting really good and then they get canceled, but he had just started that his biggest adversary that was literally something he had to fight and fight hard was Ra's al Ghul showed up. Yep. The silver monkey showed up. Yep. Talia al Ghul was introduced and Batman uh -huh. was having to contend with dead, uh, not dead shot, but, uh, 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 death stroke. Oh Yeah. Yeah, he was, because they were trying to form their own, like, weird League of Shadows thing. And that's where they that's where they ended it, was with Batman just starting to fight Deathstroke. Yep. Yeah, because I remember I was trying to keep up with it, and then I think that was around the time I got with my ex. So I had no more TV, and that sucked. Because <laughs> I, I was keeping up with it. Like, I was even getting a hold of you being like, why the fuck is he fighting a frog and a toad? Like, what the shit is this? <laughs> and you were like, they're just be villains. Just, just don't e don't even worry about it. Just yep. they're, they're probably trying to set something up. And I'm like, yep. But the frog the and the toad. Frog and what? 
Yeah, oh yeah, that's a very <laughs> that's a very hardcore obscure Batman villain. Rip. Yeah. Well, since you uh since you want to talk about favorite Batman series, it's mine's pretty obvious. It's definitely going to be Batman. Um, crap! I forgot the I forgot the name for a second. Batman Beyond. I was about really? to say Beyond. Mm. Oh yeah. That kind of surprises me. Batman Beyond was strange too because it had two full seasons. Then it was canceled for almost like three or four years. And then it came mm-hmm. back to do a season three and a movie, and then it canceled again. Yep. <clears throat> I really liked Terry McGinnis. I really did. And the fact that, you know, you find out that he's uh, Bruce Wayne's clone was like, oh, my God, kind of crap, you know? Right. I liked, I liked his yeah. bat suit. I really liked his bat suit. I mean, yeah, they got rid of the cape and everything. But he could fly because of the suit, you know. And he, yeah. And but, there was an episode where he actually fought Superman, and because Superman got taken over. And oh yeah, I remember that one. It yeah. was re- actually a really good episode, and he beat Superman. Now, no, Superman wasn't that you know one hundred percent super duper broken Superman, but doesn't matter. Yeah, but that's because he Again, had that weird beaten. like alien brain slug thing on him it doesn't matter the star it was was the alien star because those things have actually there's actually a universe like a dc universe where where we we did not fight those things off and they won and every single superhero in the dc universe is controlled by one of those stupid starfish things well, yep. all I know is that it doesn't matter if you fight Superman at 1% of his power or 100%. If you beat him, you pat yourself on the back. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be like, good job. I so beat then, Superman. So then should Bruce Wayne just get a full-on back massage? Cause... No, they should. Yeah, have... no. <laughs> he's done that multiple times. No, no Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Needs to have a day named after him. <laughs> and actually, as a matter of a technicality, I almost count uh, Batman Beyond along with our 90s Batman series because the continuity it's, is like dead straight shot. Yes, it, like, it, it's a it's a 100 percent without a doubt continuation because it, it's either towards the end of season one or the beginning of season two. Talia Al Ghul actually comes back and offers old Wayne the chance to dip in the Lazarus pit. She says yep. she's still got one of them that works and that if he'll get in, she could take him back a couple years and he can he can be the Batman. So after some debate he actually it's kind of surprising because bruce is the kind of guy that's like i don't need your help and i'm all about being human and if i'm at the stage of my life where it's time to hit the twilight and die well then that that's 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 nature okay and that's what i'm gonna do but he actually did make that choice he went with her and he thought that if he if he could lose some age Maybe he could live that life again and be with her. But after he wakes up, 
from the Lazarus pit and he's back in his forties and he's got like mm-hmm. a little bit of gray hair coming in on the side and he starts like working out in her gym and everything like it becomes apparent that the only thing he wants to do is put the bat suit back on and be Batman. Yep. But he figures out the hard way that that's not Talia Al Ghul. No, that's a good episode because it's Raish. Yeah. When the Lazarus yep. pit stopped working, Raish somehow killed his daughter and then transferred his mind in to his daughter's body. And he wants Bruce Wayne's body. Yes, he wants to be Bruce Wayne. Yep. That was actually a really good episode because it is surprising that Wayne would uh, dip into the Lazarus pit knowing the side effects of what happens when you do. Now, yeah, exactly. The madness that comes with it. Yeah. For me, when it comes to the 90s series, I would like to say that that is my all-time, but... I'm the kind of person that really likes continuity. And sadly, there are are glimpses of continuity in the Batman 90 series, but really it was a serialistic program. It was like, we'll fight the Joker this week, the Penguin next week, and then we'll deal with the Scarecrow, and then the Joker will be back, and there's zero explanation how or why he's back he's just he's just there as if he was never put in prison to begin with right yeah they had like they barely kept anything going together like there were, the there fact were that random. like harvey dent got with uh no, poison uh, ivy before she became poison ivy but that's no that is one of the few forms of continuity yeah because that is referenced and it's even referenced again later on during the card game yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, th- that's one of the few times where, like, it it kind of fuses together. You know what I mean? Like, there's that, the whole fact that, you know, Batman gets, or not Batman, uh, Harvey gets hit with the explosion and turns into Two-Face. And, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's barely there to, like, keep it together. But, yeah, like you said, it's literally each episode is, like, damn near Monster of the Week type of thing. Where it's just like, oh, and now you get to deal with this person. How are you going to deal were, with it? There were some really cool parts in it. One of my all-time favorite episodes for the 90s series, it's kind of surprising because nobody ever picks this one, but I like the OMAC episode, not the first one. OMAC is destroyed in the first episode he appears in. He's that big, weird machine thing that's creating Yeah, cyborgs. exactly. No, that actually is some good shit. But yeah. when, when he dies, when when that machine is destroyed, there's another episode way later. Later, uh-huh. Where Batman takes out some thugs in a warehouse, and one of them gets a lucky shot and shoots Batman in the stomach. And all these gears and wires fall out. And uh-huh. Bat- and the Batman figures out that he's not Batman. He thinks he's Batman, but he's actually a cyborg created by OMAC whose mission is to reactivate OMAC. Yep. And that is one of the best episodes in the whole series. Mm. Because Mm. OMAC created the Bruce Wayne clone 
so perfectly that the only thing that actually saved Batman was the fact that the OMAC Bruce Wayne clone would not kill Batman. He wanted to, but he He wouldn't do it. Yeah, he can't. He won't do it. Yeah, I was about to say, like, that one's a good one. Uh, The one where the Mad Hatter catches him and you don't realize that the Mad Hatter's caught him. The dream world where Bruce Wayne is, like, his parents are still alive. uh Uh-huh. And he's all confused. He's thinking that he's Batman. He's talking to Selina, being like, Selina, I know you're Catwoman. And she's like, no, no, I'm not. Did you hit your head? Are you okay? And he can't read the, he can't read anything and it's driving him crazy. Hmm. Hmm. And then uh, the one where they actually got Adam West to show up as uh, the, gray the ghost. specter. Yeah, the gray ghost. ghost. That's it. Yeah. Like, that one's a damn good one, too. Wait, they got they got Adam West to come back? For yeah. The- yeah. Adam West comes back in an episode playing the Grey Ghost, which in the 90s series is the inspiration for the Batman when, when yep. Bruce Wayne was a little child. And it's a really interesting passing of the torch because for the in the 60s, that was the guy who brought Batman to an entire generation of people. And then he mm-hmm. kind of passes on the legacy to this new guy who then goes on to bring it into our generation. Yep. Oh, oh. yeah. Okay. Like, if you haven't seen that episode, I, that's one that I would highly recommend you go out of your way to find it in one of the box sets. If not, just borrow them from Bill. Yeah, I have <laughs> I have all of it. Now, The Batman is the most continuity-driven Batman series there is. Every yeah. single episode affects every single episode. Except for the Halloween special. <laughs> that's that's what I love. I love Major League continuity. So I'm a little I'm a little bent on which one to pick, but I on nostalgia grounds I go with the nineties, but I think better storytelling existed in the uh in the Batman. Where are you at, Seth? I don't know. Like, I'm majorly split. Like, almost all of them are good. And I say almost because there's that one, uh, uh, The Batman, where Joker is just... Yeah. He looks like a Rastafarian. Yep. <laughs> yes. That is... Yeah. The, that bothers me. But the continuity... The continuity of it is flawless. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, when it comes down to that, yes, you are right. But like like I said, it, it's just that there kind of pulls me back from it. Like, that's the only one. Like, Brave and the Bold, I was digging because it was also showing off, like, different heroes and stuff. But at the same time, it was, like, really weird because they do crazy shit like there's an entire episode where like Batman goes and I think he hangs out with like Superman and they go to this planet where there's like, I can't, I want to say it was like there's opal or something on the planet 
So because of that, like Batman has the exact same powers as Superman type of thing. Like he's flying and running that really was, fast. That's and, actually taken from the comic books for a little while. For a little while, there was a there was a stage in the Batman comics where Batman went to another planet and he had all the same powers as Superman. He could fly and he had super strength and invulnerability. Uh-huh. And it's a, it's a really really bizarre area of the comic book legacy and the retcon of that says that someone fucked with Batman's brain I can't remember exactly what was going on but all of that all of that time that was spent in that world is some sort of weird fake memory that was implanted in Batman's brain it didn't actually happen yeah, but in Brave and the Bold, it does, because, like, some jackass shows up and he's like, I've got a diamond, that's the thing that'll turn you back into a normal human, and then Superman, like, beats the crap out of that dude, but, like, like I said, when it comes down to that, like, they were literally showing off, like, a whole bunch of different people throughout the universe that I didn't even know, like, like I can't even think of his name, but there's, like, the old guy who's, like, a boxer, Wild like, he cat. shows up. Yeah, Wildcat. Like, they JSA. show off Wildcat, like, all the time. And I'm like, See that? See this that dude shit? is a hard ass. JSA. I'm telling you, man. The Justice Society of America, dude. I was crazy on those guys for a while. Well, and then, t- like, you know. And then, like I said, if I, if I were to lump, like, Batman Beyond and the 90s Batman together, because, like I said, once you get into Beyond, it's more of a continuity of what had happened within our 90s and then of course 90s gets nostalgia but you know the continuity there and like beyond where it was more like the 90s where like here's a random dude deal with him but at the same time like they're still trying to stick towards an actual like linear story with it including the fact of you know even pulling stuff off where like terry mcginnis ends up falling in love with uh Ten from uh, uh, the God damn it from the the wild card gang. He I also, know I'm talking he, about. He also had to contend with the elder Bane. Yeah. And you yeah, and that see, was some crazy stuff. You got to see what <laughs> Venom ended up doing to Bane in the long run. Yeah, but like I said, you know he he falls in love with Ten from uh, the Flush Gang, and then she ends up getting carted off to jail. And literally, Wayne knows exactly what's going on, and, like, Terry turns to Bruce, and he goes, man, how do you deal with this stuff? And Bruce, even at the end of the episode, he goes, remind me to tell you a story about a woman named Selena Kyle. And I'm like, yes! I would tell you you one of the craziest parts of that whole, whole continuity. There are two kids, two clown kids... Oh, if, yeah, and they're Harley's kids. They well, turn, it's a, it's not revealed until the very <laughs> end of the movie, uh-huh. the uh, Batman Returns movie. There's yep. an old lady that comes to pick up those two clown kids from jail, and she's voiced by Tara Strong. Uh-huh, and they it even is, call her Nana Harley. Yep. yep. <laughs> Turns out to be Harley's clown kids. Yep. That's uh, <laughs> kind of insane. 
Well, I was about to say, with you being as big a fan of Beyond as you claim to be, like, you should know that. Like, like I said, the movie is, like, one of the best things ever. Like I said, you know, if it wasn't for the fact that it doesn't actually count within, like, the storyline arc, the fact that, you know, Joker gets killed by, uh, um, damn it, I can never think of the third Robin. It's Tim Drake. Uh, Tim Drake. Yeah. Like, he actually gets killed by Tim Drake, and it just from there, like, all sorts of hell just starts breaking loose, and it becomes, like, even better. Like, the fact that they went out of their way to get Mark Hamill to come back to be Joker. Like, how Terry actually beats him. He literally, Terry beats him by sitting in the shadows and being like, you know, I always wondered why you were uh, always trying to fight with the old man. Now I get it. It's because he didn't have a sense of humor. I get all this. And Terry starts literally like laughing in his face from the shadows. And Joker gets so irritated that it just completely screws him up. Because Joker has the upper hand at that point. It's not until like Terry starts laughing at him that Joker gets all discombobulated for a minute. And Terry's able to take him out. Yes. You gotta pick one guy. Ah, shit. Shoot. I'm going to have to go with what you said for the nostalgia. It's going to have to be the 90s Batman, but I'm going to have to agree with Shane. It's got to be beyond for me. Okay. Like, as, as much as I like the other ones for what they've done, those two stick out for me. All right. Well, we are at our... I think we're reached. Our, I think we're at our time limit. Actually, I think we're past our time limit. Yes, but, uh... <laughs> but this is this is exactly what I was talking about. The reason I wanted to do this show for so long is because we have barely scratched the surface mm-hmm. of this topic. Like we're nowhere near talking about comic books really yet, and. All we've managed to do is talk about two sets of sets of uh, TV shows. One from Marvel, one from DC, and that's it. That's this. So yep. we're we're barely scratching the surface here. This podcast has the potential to be long lived. Like as long as I can keep my enthusiasm going, and you guys have a lot to say and this is stuff we grew up with this is like like out of all the hundreds of things that we've done comic books and manga and things like that like it, it it's hugely prevalent even more so now than it was when we were kids like this is we are living in the golden age of being a comic book fan maybe not so much for comic books because I think that they're suffering right now. There are good ones, don't get me wrong, but they are suffering. Yeah. But but that have, also falls back into the problem with print is the other problem, too. We have all these movies, all these games, all these shows. Like It, it is a golden, golden time for the comic book fan. And there's all these people that are getting into it, and... I, I've heard I've heard where people get mad that they're like they're like these guys are a bunch of posers and in a way I guess it's true but but let's be honest here we had to start somewhere too 
Somebody had yep. to introduce it to us. I mean, when you first saw, like you said, you watched the Spider-Man series, you didn't know shit about Marvel. Yep. Someone had to introduce you to the situation, too. And that's what these movies are doing, and they're going to create a whole new a whole new generation of comic book fans that hopefully will move into the books and produce new stories and keep this legacy going. And we're just scratching the surface of of talking about comic books. Right. So this this is this is episode two of Pages of Fandom and uh, and as 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 per usual it is now the end of our episode, so each one of us gets to say something that we're hoping to talk about. Give a suggestion for what could become the next episode. And, just so you guys know, the next episode will be dealing with either manga or anime. So go. Well, shit, with me being the cartoon nut, I'd love to continue this topic because there's way more superhero cartoons out there that we could continue talking about. But, but we'll, uh, get, we'll get back around to this. We're going we're gonna to rotate our topics with each one of these episodes. Yep. Yep, I know. Two seconds. There. Goddamn lighter didn't want to work. Um, well, I know we already have a couple episodes planned for the uh, manga line, so let's uh, do some more anime. Let's uh, let's talk some history of Dragon Ball, not Z, but actual Dragon Ball. Because okay. more people know Z than they actually know Dragon Ball, what and about you, a Shane? lot of the. Uh, he says yeah. Dragon Ball. Where are you sitting? While you guys were talking, I was seriously thinking, but uh, <laughs> oh god, uh, I would like. I, I guess we could. I would like to do a Gundam episode. Um, since I'll be reading the book here soon, very soon actually, I would. You know, we talk about Gundam. We can talk about the series, um, since we, since you and uh, you and me have both seen all of it. We could talk about the first Gundam, or we could talk about any of the, either the War in the Pocket or the Stardust Memory, anything that per pertained to the One Year War. All right, that's also a possibility. Um, for me. I would, oh man, um, anime-wise, I would suggest animes we never thought we would like. Okay, then, no, God, dude, that was, that's a really Ooh. good, I could really talk about that. Yeah, yeah, there's watched, a lot of I, them. I've watched some animes, and I'm like, I don't know why I'm giving this a shot, but I'm going. <laughs> I, I understand 100%. I'm like, why am I even watching this? But then you end up liking it, and you're like, yeah. So that that's yeah. kind of my suggestion. Um, yeah, I'll, surprisingly, I've I've actually done that once or twice from watching like the AMV Hills and seeing some of the stuff that goes on, and I'm like, 
this looks ridiculous. I must at least watch one episode. Right, I have 30 to 30 episodes later. <laughs> but I'll, I'll mold this over for a little bit, and I'll come back with another topic for the next episode. Hey guys, did you like that podcast? If so, head on over to FandomNight.com where you can check out all of our videos, our other members' videos, and subscribe to the RSS feed to get constant podcasts every other day later on.